I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this is Curate Curiosity. So, I am here for another episode of Best Trip, Worst Trip. Super excited today to be sitting here in Chicago. First day this week that was not 30 degrees, and I'm talking with a buddy who is down in St. Louis. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell the people uh, where you're calling from today? So I'm, I'm Kyler Hearn. Uh, like Dietrich said, I'm, I'm out here in St. Louis. I'm originally from Houston. So, you know, this this weather has been a little different than what I'm used to. I'm used to the hot. It's been uh, it's been kind of chilly, but I think I think I've adapted pretty all right. Um, but a couple of days ago, it, it snowed, which no one expected. But now we're back. We're back to the 50s and, and 60s. So I'm, I'm enjoying this weather. It's, it feels nice in the sun. That's for sure. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. St. Louis gets swampy, just like down in Houston. So. There's probably some time this summer where you're gonna you're gonna definitely be sweating. You're gonna be sweating. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for it. Well, we're excited to have you here today. Give us a little background around uh, what your life is like, kind of right now. So, uh, so right now, day to day, I currently uh, work in advising for uh, Air Force ROTC. So, day to day, I'm just out there and I'm, I'm just trying to um, educate, you know, the the youth as far as opportunities uh, when it comes to coming into the Air Force and, and potentially, uh, you know, going either Air Force or Space Force, and just some academic opportunities that that are you know lying within those those pathways. Um, so it's a lot of emails, you know, with COVID, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not visiting schools and I visit people in person. So it's, it's a lot of, a lot of this, a lot of zoom calls and a, and a whole lot of emails. That is for sure. That's what it is, dude. That's wild, man. That's, that's kind of a big step too, to be the person who people will remember as a part of their process of joining one of those two. It's more nerve wracking than you would imagine. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Uh, to, to think back, you know, and remember the people who I talked to when I, when I was initially uh, interested and then, uh, and then realizing, oh man, like I, I'm that person now. I gotta, I gotta step my game up. Cross the line, man. I remember my first day teaching. I was like, oh, I just graduated college. Like, I was like, it's kind of right. wild. It's weird to like cross that line and just be in a position of now yeah, you're the, you're the one with all the answers, supposedly, right? So now you're responding, got to have the process set up. Real quick question before we go forward. This is a totally random side question. It might be misplaced. Air Force or Space Force for you? For me, for me personally, um, the, the route that I'm going is, is, uh, is I'm, I'm going to be the dude in the flight suit, uh, hopefully. So I should, uh, should be out there flying a plane pretty, pretty soon, um, pretty soon, a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as far as, as far as Air Force or Space Force, you know, I, I got to go Air Force there, you know, they're, they're the ones with the planes, Ooh, uh, but as far as Space Force, they are, you know, it's of course background, they are the ones running the show, they are driving the satellites, they're, they're making sure you get your Snapchats and, you know, in 10 seconds or wherever it may be, you know, <laughs> the communications there are pretty intense, so uh, nice. yeah, they have a lot of stuff going on on that side of the house, so if you're, if you're a nerd, that's the way to go get in there yeah hats off to the space force it's so it's so odd because i think you're like i don't know I, we didn't grow up with that so it's just so a totally new concept it just sounds so fringe but also so future you know so that's yeah cool. and it's better to be ahead of the curve than behind it that's for sure so that's that's the way you definitely don't ever want to be behind that curve and well, i mean some of the space race stuff in history is all complex but yeah man so well sweet thanks for sharing a little bit about that um as we go forward then from here um we just kind of want to take a second to get to know you a little bit more in kind of a different way we play this game here on the show it's called uh one gotta go so the rules of one gotta go if this year first episode again i'm dietrich and I love this game. Uh, the game is basically, I give four options. It's like, would you rather on steroids? It's like, you got four options, cut one out of the world. What would the world be without this option? And would it be okay for you and for everyone, right? Okay. So first one's a layup in my mind. Um, so we have four options. One got to go. Fast food. Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, McDonald's, or Burger King. Which one got to go? I, I got to go with Burger King right, right off the bat. I got to go with Burger King. And, okay. and the, the reason for it is weird. The reason for it is weird. Um, I, I, I have an issue with their cheese. I, I don't, I know it's weird. Their cheese is different from everybody else's. It has a distinct smell and it, it definitely has a distinct taste. Yeah. And I've 
I've never had a good burger from Burger King. And I know that's crazy because it's Burger King, right? You'd imagine they're like, they're the ones. But I don't, especially that cheese. I don't know what it is. Something about that cheese. Dang, the cheese. I think that it's like, uh, for me, I kind of struggle to remember what their cheese is like. Because I don't know if I get cheese on my Whoppers, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's all good. All right, I'll, I'll stand for that. Burger King, I think it's either going to be Burger King or Taco Bell. I think Taco Bell's got some strange meats, uh, even though. I agree with you there, but like where else are you going to go order half a menu and it's like 20 bucks? Exactly, you know? exactly. I agree. I agree that, what is it, five-layer burrito or whatever? When it's summertime, okay. there's like nothing like rolling up and rolling out of there with like a Crunchwrap Supreme, Filer Burrito, whatever dessert thing they have on the menu and a couple other deals like chalupas and whatnot, man. But it's it's the after and it's also just kind of like, you know, like, this isn't real meat or tacos, but it's what it is, yeah. I remember actually my first like real authentic taco here in Chicago after yeah. growing up on Taco Bell forever. And I was like, these are worlds it's, apart. Yeah, it's it's not even apples and oranges. It's like oh, apples and tires. It's it's completely different. <laughs> I mean, you grew up down in Texas. You know, you know, like oh, yeah. apples and tires. That's a really good metaphor. I like that a lot better. That's good. I'm going to steal that. All right, next one then. Um, this one I think is another layup. Insect edition. I don't know how you feel about bugs. If you're scientific and you have like a deep sustainable answer here is earth day for those who are don't know as we're recording this it is earth day so this is a very pertinent question for our scientists uh question is which one gotta go spiders gnats mosquitoes or cockroaches which one okay um so by process of elimination here right so obviously spiders do serve a purpose They're, they're very much ingrained in in the animal kingdom so that one has to stay nice cockroaches they're i know we don't like those big cockroaches they freak us out but they do separate purpose as well yep so that, that one that one has to stay very true that being said like and this this is because i'm just i'm not a smart dude <laughs> i have no idea what a gnat does and i have no idea what a mosquito does all i know about mosquitoes are the you know they got the diseases going on boom you know you know there's that so maybe you know, we, we might be able to get rid of that, but then actually on that, on that note, they provide food for like frogs and whatnot, you know, so there's that. So, yeah, who knows? You know, and also, you know, they, they brought back the dinosaurs in, in Jurassic Park. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to go with Nath on this one. That's because I have, I have no idea. Maybe no. Let me get educated here a little bit. What, what do gnats do? I feel like you got the answer here. I don't actually know. I actually, the last episode I asked, what what is a gnat is really my question. Is it like a miniature fly? Like, oh, I know is, you know, you got, you got the, that swarm of them and you walk through it and it's just like the worst 15 seconds of your oh, life. Because you know? well, somebody tried to sell to me that a gnat is just like a fruit fly. And I was like, that's not true. Like, because uh, flies aren't in like big old like groups like that and they're not like little specks that's the thing there's gnats like there's only like one interaction you're gonna have with a gnat and that's walking into a cloud of them <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> like so i think for me it's got to be mosquitoes but you make a killer point about the dinosaurs right this idea of yeah. You know, you can't you can't have that thing inside the amber, you know, and then uh-huh. yeah. you can't. I'm not saying that's a good decision. Of all time. Say that's probably a horrible decision, but it was I was it's a good movie. It's one of my favorite movies. So I'm, I'm going to have to protect the mosquitoes on that one. That's good stuff. I love it. I love it. All right. We'll do uh, we'll do one more. Um, just an in interest of time. Um, you a movie guy? Uh, a little bit. A little comedies bit. or serious or what? I, I, a little bit of everything. So hopefully I've seen, I don't know where you're going with this actually. It's all good. No, no, you're good. I mean, I think you, you, you're good. So which filmography has to go, right? So which person's films, all of them. All right. And we've been doing this, these four, we'll probably switch it up after the first few episodes. So is it Seth Rogen's filmography? Ben okay. Stiller's? Is it um, Steve Carell's? Or is it Jim Carrey's? Whose filmography are you gonna cut out? Okay, so hold on. We got we got Jim Carrey, Seth Rogen, Steve Carell, and Ben Stiller. Yep. It's the four. Ooh, this is so hard. 
Jim, Jim Carrey's got to stay. Jim Carrey's got to stay. Exactly, right? There's one right answer. It's never Jim Carrey. Right, it's never Jim Carrey. He's done so much. There's all this stuff, like the mask. Uh, no, that's that's a good one. Jim Carrey's it's staying. Ventura, the mask, like so much. You know, and, and Steve Carell, you know, that means the office goes away. And it's like, I've never seen the office. I haven't seen it through and through. I know that's so ingrained into our society now. So just for the sake of that, for the sake of the world not imploding, we'll keep the office. Nice. Wow. Even, even Seth Rogen and Ben Stiller. And it's like, I, I'm sorry. Like, Nine at the Museum was good, but like, I got Ben Stiller got to go. This was a hard one because there, there was no right answer here, in my opinion. That's, I can hear you on that. That's true. Yeah, but like with Seth Rogen. Why are you it, Seth? Well, because so like there's, you know, there's a community with Seth Rogen's movies, you, you know? Yeah. So it's like you got to, you got to, you got to let him have the moment. You got to let him do the thing. And, you know, it's his humor isn't for everybody. Yeah. But like. I can't think of another Ben Stiller movie filmography besides Night at the Museum. What? Oh, man, we are a little bit. I think you're a little bit younger than me, like just maybe like five years. And I'm feeling the gap right now. I think that uh, I'm going to throw some movies out there. You say yay or nay. Give me thumbs up, thumbs down, something if you've seen it. All right. Have you seen Dodgeball? Yeah, I've seen that one. Ben Stiller. Boom. Gone forever. Have you seen Happy Gilmore? I have. I didn't really care for it. I'm sorry. A Sandler movie. Happy Gilmore is an Sandler, though. It is. And this is what comes. So this is where we were in the like first couple episodes. It's like, how much do they have to have? Like, you know, top ten credits. You know, are they that influential? Can they make a you know an appearance and it still not be their movie? Because there's a lot of overlap with like you know Forty Year Old Virgin and like Seth Rogen, Steve Carell, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. I think. Carrie is probably the most standalone, but yeah, I don't know, man. Seth Rogen will probably be it for me, either Seth Rogen or Steve. And some people have said, well, you know, The Office is not a film, so that doesn't count. So who knows? Uh, but you said filmography. I'm, I'm going to get you on that. Filmography is... What, is, what does that know, count? Does that count as shows too? I, In my opinion, it would. And especially right. I mean, just as far as impact. Truth. I, I don't disagree. I'm just, I didn't write the question. You know, I just deliver. Right. <laughs> I just work here. I just work here. <laughs> It's all good, dude. So um, yeah, no, that's a good that's a good choice. It's hard to uh it's it's meant to be difficult. That one's that one's a hard one. Well, this question should be a little bit easier as we transition um back to travel. This idea of getting around, getting outside. Um, what's your favorite season? My favorite season, uh and, and of course this this comes from my bias. So I was I was born in October, but I really do think fall is probably the best season um you know and the reason for that is is you're still you're still got that little bit of summer but it's cooling down you know you you kind of you got that tan going you know if if you're if you're looking like me so you you might you might be looking a little more a little more swag a little more suave whatever whichever way you lean and uh and like i said like it just it feels colder if you're up here more in the north you get the, the nice you know the the trees changing color that's gorgeous so see I, I'm, I'm have to go with autumn or fall you know that's real dude yeah i'd say the same thing my birthday's in summer and i still like the fall the best just because it's so chill it's like crisp outside and it's really like i mean first few kickoffs of the year like a little football on tv like mm-hmm. oh like there is nothing as good it's like literally barbecue. Mm-hmm. oh yes you can still grill it's like it's super good it's super good. I'm with that 100%. And then one more uh, question before we start to pivot is, um, yeah, oceans or, or, or mountains, right? Mountains or beach? So, and this, you know, I came from Houston, so we had the Gulf of Mexico there, right? And, but the issue with the Gulf of Mexico is it's all sediment. So all, all I'm used to is dirty brown water. Oh, man. And, uh, but then I went out, I went out to Colorado and I, I saw those mountains and I was like, man, that you got to beat. I'm gonna have to go mounds on that one. It's just, you know, the hiking there. It's uh, and it's just the view. Like you really can't be. Uh, hopefully, you know, if, if you haven't, if someone, if you're watching this, you haven't been out and just seen some mountains. And I'm talking mountains. 
mm-hmm. make make a trip. You got to do it because it is something different. Dude, mountains calling. Yeah, it's it's a whole different thing. Yeah, I think the beach is great. There's a lot of variety around beach, um, but like mountains are good in the distance. Mountains you can hike in them, camp in them, you can ski down them, like all those things. I think the beach you can do a lot of things with too. I just don't have as much experience with that. So yeah, I mean, I don't have a boat. Anybody got a boat, you know, at me and we can maybe change some opinions, you know, that's what it is. There it is. Awesome, man. Well, before we get launched into your trip, um, yeah, is there anybody in your life that you're especially grateful for um, in your inner circle uh, as we just kind of wrap up who you are? Yeah, yeah. So um, my best friend, actually, he, uh, he he's working out. Uh, he's working out in uh, Japan right now. Uh, and uh, and it's great. You know, that's that's a huge time difference. But I mean, we've known each other for like seven years now. And, you know, it's it's that weird best friend thing where it's like, we won't talk for like a month and a half, two months, maybe longer. And then it'll hit me up and be like, yo, you won't, you won't guess you just texted me. I'm like, bro, who? And you know, it's just immediately we're back on the same page or it's just like, we never left. You know, we're not, we're not thousands of miles apart. It's yeah. uh, that's, that's the best feeling ever because it's, it'll be at random times, you know, me or him, vice versa, whichever way it goes, it's just, he just reached out and they're, they're always there. So uh, super, super grateful for that. He's a, he's a really great guy. Zach Alexa. If, if you know, if he sees this, you're, you're Absolutely. the dude. Man. Well, yeah, Zach. Well, thanks for being an awesome friend, dude. That's awesome. People in the middle of this, not to get too COVID or anything, but like, what else do we have but friendship, man? It's like the only thing we have. So that's really beautiful. That's cool. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast and the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Kyler, I'm going to let you take it away. Set the stage for one of your trips. Uh, let us know kind of your pre-expectations, where you were headed, and just give us the background uh, facts and figures of the trip on paper. Okay. Okay. So I'm a- I'll actually start with... Um, I won't tell you which trip this was, but uh, it was actually right after uh, Dietrich and I met. It was in that um, the fall semester. I was still in college at this point, and it was it was a work trip. And so we were going out with uh, with the people I was working with. Uh, we ran an outdoor adventure for for my university's recreation center, and uh, and we're doing a work trip out just to practice our trip leading skills and kind of our, our ability to uh, to lead people brand new to the wilderness. And get them out there and get them exploring, get them get them excited to, to be out there in the wild a little bit. And uh, so we we're going to Garner State Park, which is just a little bit about on a little bit west of San Antonio in Texas. A great place, by the way, if you ever get a chance to go out there. And, uh, and like I said, it was a work trip. And so, you know, we're planning and, and you know, uh, Dietrich and I, we met through uh, uh, the Woofer course or Wilderness First Responder. So I was kind of understandably at that moment, I was fresh with the skills. You were like, I'm supposed yes, to be, let's go. I was supposed to be on it when it came to medical. And so I, I, I look at the cabinet, I'm, I'm filling my bag. I'm feeling, I'm thinking I'm, I'm good to go. And then it was like the first night of the trip. And it's like, you can already tell where this is going. It was the first night of the trip. Uh, first off, there's this guy, we didn't know who he was. He wasn't answering her text or call. His cell service was bad. It was it was just not a fun situation. But he 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 had, he had you know experience out in, in field. We'll put it that way. And he I knew he was gonna be fine, so I wasn't stressing too much. Mm-hmm. Then it's like ten thirty at night. I'm I'm already laying in my hammock. I'm trying to go sleep. I get I get popped up on, and, and they're like, hey, um, you know, hey, uh, he he needs your help. He he thinks something's going on with with his with his tongue. Okay, cool. Where is he? So go over there. And first off, I, I didn't bring, I didn't bring the med pack. I just walked over. So I'm, one, I'm not prepared there. 
luckily I get there and he's just like, yeah, my, my tongue is a little swollen. It's just a little swollen on, on the side. And I look at it. I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's not good. And, uh, and so we go through some steps, you know, just kind of speed the story along a little bit and not get too detailed. Um, it ended up, you know, it was having an allergic reaction to, to the environment. He hadn't eaten anything uh, strange, different, nothing like that. He hadn't touched anything. You know, we determined there was nothing on his tongue. It was just, he was having an allergic reaction to the environment, which can, which can happen apparently. Um, Whatever else. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're like, okay, well, fix all for this is, is Benadryl, you know, or some type of allergy meds this is a way to go. So, you know, at this point, it's like 1130 at night. I'm, I have the trunk open and have my, my bag spread out and I might have everyone's med kit spread out. That's the one thing we don't have. I, I have like oh. a kit. I got gauze. I got, I got everything. He's got the clock. He's got the everything. He's got, I, I brought three triangle bandages, every pack. No benefit. I was, I was so ready except for this one situation. And I was kicking myself that whole time. Dude. So we had to be like, where's the nearest gas station? So we, we <laughs> drive for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes down the road, finally found a gas station that's open because plenty there are closed. Yeah. <laughs> we walk in here, this dude with a you know, swollen, swollen tongue. And I'm like, okay, I just need Benadryl. I'm, I'm grabbing Claritin or wh- wherever it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm dropping like $15 on, on this, on this, this, uh, this drug, yeah, this, this meds and uh and you know i pass it off to him tell him to take it and uh and luckily of course that you know that works mm-hmm. it's a simple allergic reaction there's no big deal i made sure to get him enough for, for the duration of the trip but that was that was a hell of a way to start out being like feeling on top of the world thought, you know i thought i had prepared and then and then i get there and not only is it a situation where you know i should have been better at i, sh- I should have you know been you know better accountable for the people yeah, i yeah. should have been better accountable for my gear too i, I shouldn't i should have known that i didn't have that and uh and of course that was that was the one thing i needed dude, rule number that. rule number 22 always recheck your pack dude always recheck. <laughs> that's real so wait let me make sure i understand some of the background before we jump in with some follow-up questions so you're headed to texas you were on a work trip um are you leading this trip yeah. Yeah. Actually it was, uh, I wasn't like hundred percent leading. So I was, I was taking over the position from this other guy. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of, it was a little bit of like a pass the torch. If, if yeah, you did. Yeah. I got and, you. uh, and it was also the first work trip we had, uh, we had a new manager at the time. So she was kind of figuring out like, okay, one, how do these trips go? And then two, like how, how do I, you know, how was my leadership in, in this work environment? So I wasn't like being officially evaluated, but it was, I was being evaluated, you know, gotcha, yeah. so there's, there's that going on too. So, so in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah, kind of yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Totally understand. So then the other thing you said, I was kind of murky and I want to interrupt you because you were, you were in, you're in your zone. So what about, uh, you said this guy was missing. How did this guy go missing? And see, and now that's the other thing I wasn't accountable for my people. It was, we were, uh, you know, we had dinner, you know, we, we made our dinner or wherever. I think it was chilly that night and, uh, and everyone ate, you know, we're good. We're relaxing, you know, we're playing card games, just hanging out. And then, uh, and then I'm kind of looking around, you know, as people start peeling off to go to bed, making sure everyone has a spot. Cause like I said, this is the first night. So I'm trying to make sure everyone had a, had a, a chance to set up their tent or, you know, pick a hammock out, you know, grab some trees, whatever it may be to, to sleep. Yeah. And I'm looking around, I'm like, gosh, shit, we're, where's his like first off where's his stuff and second off where is he like i can't, I can't even ask him like where are you gonna be at yeah and, yeah um, and of course you know at this the moment i realize it the the sun's the sun's behind the hill it's already dark out you know it's it's already man that is too late you know I shoot shoot some texts out and you know it, it from what i could tell it looked like it was delivered it was all good he just might not be responding to me so i'm like you know, is this, is he just, did he get lost? Is he just actually just trying to, just trying to have a break, you know, from, from, yeah. from all of us, you know, I, I don't have any background with that. Yeah. Um, so, so luckily it was, it was the, um it was the latter where he was, he was just trying to take a moment for himself. Mm-hmm. He was still, he was still around the area, but, uh, but yeah, no, that if I'm very fortunate for that, because if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't exactly that, it would have been way worse. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. And then like all the follow-up with him, did he have a bunch more reactions and did y'all like have some kind of wild way? This is kind of my Wolford questions. Did y'all, okay. how did you monitor him? What was his, what was his, uh, like, what was that like after that? Cause you were there I guess, a lot of his days, right? Yeah. And I, I didn't get a lot of sleep that night. So, I mean, I gave him the medication. It was probably like 1230 by the time we got the medication to him. And so uh, it was like, 15 minutes after 30 minutes after and an hour after and about an hour after the, his tongue was back to normal. He was feeling fine back to, you know, all good. And uh, I, th- I th- believe it was Claritin for those 24 hours. And so I was like, all right, listen, I- I'm sorry. I know like you're an adult, but like, dude, one, you, you left without telling anybody. So that, that's low key kind of childish. And two, like, I'm like, I'm responsible for you, man. So I, I'm going to bug you. I'm going to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm a parent you a little bit here and make sure you're taking your meds every day. That's what um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you're with me now. Yeah, that's trip, and I was like at dinner, I was like, have you taken the medicine? Like show me the package. Like straight up. I like, I hated doing it. I, I don't like being that overbearing, but I was like in this situation, if he's, if he had a, you know, allergic reaction just to being in an environment, who knows what else he could be allergic to. So I, I got to actually, and that's why I asked, because I was thinking like you were like, we had dinner, then you went off on his own and he got sick. Because I was initially thinking about one of my only um, experiences with a, a student who actually had an allergic reaction was at this role that I used to have, um, like on the south side of Chicago in this like church, mm-hmm. this was like community center thing. And we would get food after the service and stuff on Sunday. And sometimes they would put mayo on the sandwiches, even just a little bit. One of the girls was super allergic. Shout out to future um but yeah so she would end up by the end of the like snack time her tongue would just be like, eh, like kind of thing yeah. and that was like I didn't and at that point I was in the world for I didn't know what to do and so then then she would just kind of go to the office or see the major and then it'd be done but um yeah so that's my that's what I was thinking about I was like maybe it was something in that chili that he got like deep, like a little allergic to but if he kept having reactions then yeah it yeah, was and that, that was the thing that we, we figured out it was just the environment, which is so wild. I had no idea. That's so. crazy. Dang, yeah. man. Dang, dang. Well, is there a bright side to this Texas trip or what? Bright side to the trip. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. That, that trip was rough through and through. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was definitely a work trip. It was not a lot of relaxing there. Um, let me think of a bright side, though. There, there's, definitely a, there's definitely an upside. No silver linings in Texas. Actually, yeah, actually there is. So uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. It was super, super hot out there. It's, I mean, it's Texas. It was the middle of the summer, so we're, we're even at night, sweltering hot. Yeah. And so, and so for me, I'm like, all right, well, I'm not even gonna bother with the tent. Um, I'm, I'm gonna sleep outside in my hammock. And so I got, I managed to set up between some like two dead trees, and it was, I was fortunate they were just dead trees because nothing but clear sky above mm-hmm. and so late at night i would get to lay down in my hammock and of course it's hot it's gross you feel sticky but you get a look up and you see stars yeah and that like forever in my life when i have a moment to look up and just look at the stars for a minute you know i'm, I'm never gonna be like an astronaut or anything crazy like that so i'm, I'm just gonna have to appreciate from the ground but man looking up and seeing stars that there's no better feeling so i will say getting getting an opportunity to do that then that, that was probably my silver lining uh for that trip that's cool, bro. That, that I mean, that's a really big move. I think, uh, yeah, there's nothing like zero light pollution and, and a lot of uh, old lights in the sky. That's that's yeah. um, that's good stuff. Careful with those dead trees, though, because you'll make yourself a patient out here. Right, yeah, no, there's a couple <laughs> checks I went on there. Yeah, you push on them. That's how we were in Utah this last summer, and that was our thing, is we were right up on this fire, wildfire zone that they had just cleared for camping. But like half of the space that was campable was just just covered in old trees that had fallen or ones that were ready to. So we were super nervous. Like every creek in the middle of it, we were just like waiting for one to like crack over. And we heard a couple fall, but nothing on anybody in our group. So that's good stuff. That's good. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess I'll just ask then. I mean, it's pretty clear that this trip wasn't great. When did you know that this was your worst trip? When did I? Um, honestly, like... I, I and of course I like I said I'm trying to I'm trying to have silver linings to everything. I, I generally try to be a positive person. Um, so you know throughout that trip it was a lot of like 
I, I did beat myself up a little bit. So, you know, there's steps where I'm like, dude, you should have known that. Like you should have done that better. Or, you know, Hey, you, you really, you really didn't meet the standard to, to where you set your standard. You definitely didn't meet it there. So I'm kind of beating myself a little bit. Of course, you know, once the trip is done and you're back in your own bed and AC department or wherever, maybe, you know, it, it's, it's nice to just reflect a little bit and be like, all right, cool. Like stop beating yourself up. Like these, these are where you can improve. And, uh, and now that you have like a tangible, like, Hey, this happened and this, this was almost bad. So do this better. Um, that, that was, that was kind of the, uh, the realization where I realized in that trip, there was a lot more of like, there was a lot of lessons learned that trip. And so I was like, that might've been, that wasn't a trip where it was like, you came back and you're like, man, that, I'm like feeling relaxed. I'm feeling like refreshed. That, that was a trip where I was like, man, there's a lot of work to do. So Real. So that's probably where I, I categorize that when you know, I reflected a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah, our football coach and a couple of them actually, Coach Casey and Coach Bill Jeske, and, and when I was in high school and even some in college, they always used to say the, the most important play is the next one, right? So you always want to be aware of like, yeah, like, you know, that last one, you wish you could have it back, you literally never will. So just do the next one, right? You know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, uh, we can pivot then. Uh, tell us about another one of your trips. Tell us a little bit more uh, about um, your trip to Colorado. So yeah, so this was this is this is the best trip by far. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, and the reason for it is, uh, so I was uh, I was dating this girl at the time, and and we were coming up on uh, on spring break. Uh, it was my senior year of spring break, and so this was uh, this was in twenty uh, this is twenty twenty. And uh, so right and this is right before COVID. So this was uh, middle of March, literally the week before COVID was happening oh. in the States. Um, so, I mean, adding that perspective. Great. So the week before the world changed, this happened. I'm in Breckenridge, Colorado. And, uh, and yeah, they were like, hey, do you want to go snowboarding Breckenridge? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Never been snowboarding before. So a new experience here. Breckenridge is a uh, Breckenridge is a very expensive tourist town. It is. And and it's I am a big a, mountain. Very much a broke college student. So how much is that? You know, how, how much am I on the hook for? Just pay my own way. And and the reason, honestly, biggest reason why it's the best trip. We go, come along. We'd be glad to have you. We got you. And I went, okay. <laughs> so, That's and awesome. so like straight up, they they bought me the gear, they rented everything out. You know, we stayed, uh, we didn't stay in like a resort. It was like a, like a kind of an Airbnb situation, mm -hmm. but it was, it was nice. You got heated floors, the whole nine. So you know, we drove up there, which that was a long drive. That's like 17 hour drive. If you haven't made that before from, uh, from Houston area. For sure. and, uh, and yeah, so we get out there and, and like I said, this is my, um, it's my first time ever snowboarding. Um, and so, they're like, Hey, you know, do, do you want to, do you want to take some lessons? You know, you can take like half lesson or full lesson, whatever, just let us know. You know, like, it's, like I said, they were like, we got you, we'll pay for it. Is your girl's I, family like, or your friends who who's paying for all this? This was, uh, this is, uh, my, uh, at the time, my girlfriend's family. Um, oh, that's cool. So, uh, so yeah, you know, uh, great, great people all around 100%, you know, nothing, nothing negative said about them. And, uh, and so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm a little curious. And then let me look it up. And I, I see that it's three digits, not two digits. And, and that first digit wasn't a one. And I'm like, man, this is, man, this is expensive. And I was like, no, no, I'll, this, this is where my ego came to play a little bit. I was like, I'll figure it out. I got this. Like I'm kind of athletic. I'll, I got I'll just stand this. straight like this and just get down. Yeah. And so, uh, and so straight up, like the night before we get on the slope i hop on my computer and um, straight up the google search how to snowboard <laughs> and i spent like 30 minutes watching like how to snowboard videos and um and the recurring theme was and this is this is not what this is not what to do honestly at this point what i took away from like half an hour watching how to snowboard videos was speed is control and be confident which are not the two things to hear. Yeah. That That's so, wild. Um, so, yeah. So fast forwarding a little bit. Uh, I realized I, I don't know how to get off the, the, uh, the chairlift. And so we're on the chairlift going up and I'm realizing I'm in a situation that I am not prepared for. 
and and so they're they're all next oh. to me and they're like point the board straight and just don't touch anyone and i was like all right i guess <laughs> <laughs> and so uh and so yeah i just like go straight forward of course i crash and burn oh yeah right there. but it's off the ski lifts not that big of a deal they're prepared for it i scoot out of the way real quick and it all is well there and uh and then yeah so we, we pull around to the edge and uh and i sit down i put my bindings on uh so if you've never snowboarded before let's see if i can grab it so you know if this is your snowboard you got you know your one foot pointing that way kind of one foot here one foot here so you got like duck feet outward and so you got to sit down you got to put your other foot in and um and you you hook it up and uh and they've, they've been snowboarding before that, you know, they, they've gone. So they're, they're almost, you know, they're pros, intermediates, whatever you want to say. And I'm the new kid on the block. And so I strap in, they're like, all right, Hey, just get up and go. And they take off. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the mountain alone. And, uh, and my ex-girlfriend, she like, as she's going, she like turns behind. She's like, I'm not waiting for you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, and so I, I stand up and I'm wobbling. I can barely stand up because yeah. the first time snow is slippery. Yeah. And, uh, and the dude next to me, he goes, Hey, don't worry about it. And he, he reaffirms that the two things I took away was just speed is control and be confident. And I went, okay. And I put in my board straight down the mountain <laughs> and, and I was, I was on top of the world for no more than 15 seconds because for the next 30 seconds, I was head over heels rolling down the mountain because of course the first thing you do is catch an edge yep and once yeah. you catch an edge it is not graceful you are you are Getting head over heels tossed. and you're going and it was, um, big. Mm -hmm, yeah and it was um that was a that was an awakening experience um <laughs> going going down the mountain head over heels Yo. and um and you know and you know i tumble real quick and i, I finally stop i'm like Whew, okay that was no big deal. Expected. I kind of do the field check. I'm kind of like tensing up, relaxing. I'm like, all right, nothing, nothing really hurts. And then not a smart guy. I, I just do it again. I just get up and I just point the board down the mountain and I just send it. Like and 20 uh, seconds this time, 20 seconds. We right. Yeah. It was not, a, that was not a fun time. And, yeah. Thank uh, dude. And you know, the, the reason this is the best trip, of course, um, was, uh, and it, it actually just applies a little bit to the woofers. I ended up, um, unofficially, uh, I kind of felt something in my knee eventually mm -hmm. on my right knee, uh, which crazy. If you fall down the mountain, you know, 20 times out of, you know, 25 and it's like, yeah, you, you might hurt some. And, uh, and so at night I would come down and I do, I do the, uh, uh, well, I didn't do rice, you know, I, I didn't do rice because my personal favorite is, um, is I don't know the I don't know this exactly maybe you can just bleep it out or cut it out but it's it's pit which is uh pills ice and stupid stuff don't be don't be doing stupid stuff to injure yourself more nice uh so at, at night ibuprofen pick it up throw some ice on it and uh and then the next day I, I stopped doing stupid stuff I decided to break it down like I was supposed to let's focus on you know a little bit at a time, going a little bit here and there, yeah. building up, doing now face the mountain, do it the other way. Mm -hmm. And finally, of course, you know, you, you build that, that practice up. Um, and so luckily I didn't injure, I didn't, I didn't injure myself um, crazily. It was just a little tweak and I, and it came back just fine. Yeah. And, uh, and I would say the biggest reason that was, that was my, um, my best trip is because uh, I, I picked up a love for snowboarding after it, even though that was like an awful, awful way to start yeah really um, hard introduction sounds like yeah it, but uh this last season um you know I, I was snowboarding pretty much every weekend I, I got to the point where I was I, I kind of looked like I know what I was doing and it, it's something that I'm definitely be doing from now on so I hats off you know very grateful for uh, for that family to introducing me in such a magnificent way to to that sport and uh, I'm glad I was able to like learn from it and just keep going with it because it's, it's like I said something I enjoy a lot yeah, and it's cool that you got to start somewhere so cool, right? My first time, I'm in Galena, Illinois, you know, skiing, actually, which is what I do now as well. But, you know, with that introduction out in Breckenridge, it's like, you know, you you want to get that right. You know what I mean? Because you're like, I'm in the mountains. Like, I'm where the action is. Oh, so yeah. that's really cool. Like, even my, uh, here, I probably have it. Yeah, 
the the background to my uh to my phone screen that is a picture i took at breckenridge and it's just it's a gorgeous that's up on um on peak nine uh is, is where i was at and so uh and so yeah if you're on peak nine if you get off the chairlift and you and you turn right that's a little bit harder so go, go left <laughs> go left is a little bit a little bit softer a little bit a little yeah. level yeah it's not as steep um yeah. so yeah if, you're, if you go to peak nine take take a left don't take a right mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I learned that on like day three or so. So hopefully, that's what's up. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah, was there any other times where you were like, "Oh, I'm getting this on that trip," or since then, have you hit anything? You were like, "All right, I've crossed another milestone for skip for snowboarding." Yeah, yeah. So I did another trip up in um, Wisconsin. I went to Afton Alps up in Wisconsin, okay. and uh, I believe that's Wisconsin. I'm bad at geography, but. Uh, but yeah, I went, I went up there and I was like, my, my goal on this one is to, um, is to get my transition. So I was able to like, like start off on the edge and then kind of go straight down, but then come back and stop. And I wanted to be able to go on, you know, one edge, go straight down then transition to the other edge and, and stop. And that, that was my goal for, for that one. And I, I finally was able to start doing it. And that felt so good to, to, to start to feel smooth. Yeah. With, board and uh and i was able to come back here and um in st louis there's a hidden valley ski resort yep. out in Eureka, missouri and uh i had i had the epic pass um and i was just going like i said every weekend Sweet. And, uh, just building off of that and by that time i mean it was it was great to just go relax after work have a beer or two and uh and just you know go down the mountain and uh, Dang, dude it's great. That's really cool, man. What else have you done with your Epic Pass? Because we had Indie Passes in our family this year, and that was really beautiful. I got, oof, I think, 12 days out of the year, with one or two only happening in Loveland, which is the only place I went this year that wasn't on our pass. What was your Epic Pass like for you, aside from um, So I got it. I got it, actually, uh, before the season started here. We had a pretty short season here in Missouri because, I mean, it's kind of south so then the snow wasn't sticking yeah and uh and yeah and so i i i we started on actually on new year's day so uh january 1st is when they started but i was i was still uh, visiting home and i came back for that first weekend and, uh, and that's when i started snowboarding like i said i was snowboarding uh for every weekend i probably got ooh probably close to 50 days in uh ooh, nice. yeah i mean i was I was like, like I said, after work on Thursday and Friday, I would, I would just keep my snowboard in my car and, uh, and I would just go and, and just drive the 25, 30 minutes to, to Eureka snowboard for a couple hours, come back and on Saturday and Sunday, just whenever I woke up, I just head out there and, and, and snowboard until close. Jealous. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was, that, that was the way to go. Cause it was definitely, you know, and that's definitely a sport where you get frustrated really, really quick. Mm. And, uh, and it's just, it's just something that you just have to expose yourself more and more to. And, uh, and you, you will start to make that, that transition from somewhere where you feel like you are, you are not cut out for this, you know, for this activity to a point where it's actually fun. You just, you got to have that patience for it um, because it does happen. I will, I am not an athletic person. Um, As much as I'd like to be, I am not. And uh, definitely if I can do it, oh, you can do it. Yeah. Just expose yourself and, uh, and get out there. Yeah. My intro was years ago in Whistler, Canada or uh, Whistler Blackcomb is the mountain. Ooh. And that was up. It's like beautiful skiing, man. Like, and that was like my real big introduction, like her family, same thing. Um, like my now wife, she, uh, her, her family has been skiing all her life and they took me up awesome. there. And that was actually where I asked to, um, to like to marry her or ask for her hand, kind of like let her parents know. I was like, Hey, gonna do this that's great um, that's where you got the blessing was it on that trip yeah it was on that trip so i set up a day i was like hey like me and your dad we're gonna go to starbucks and i think they knew it was coming i've known audrey my wife since i was like 14 so like it hasn't always oh, okay. been us dating but it's always been us friends and then once we started dating they were like do it already kind of thing. <laughs> okay well, it was, i mean it was it was pretty serious i think from the start so um but yeah they were into it i was into it and it was cool to ask them there because it was kind of like I didn't realize that it was going to be such a moment, but it was definitely a moment. Um, so yeah, it was cool to, to be in Canada doing that, but yeah, they paid for some lessons for me. Shout out to Ron and Karen. Thank you for, um, getting me hooked. Like I did like two, three days of like really intense lessons, like 
got caught in a whiteout at the top of the mountain type stuff like That's really cool. wild stuff just with my instructors and it was like worth it because it was like now if that happens i'm not like what do i do like you know what i mean like it's like right. just like the woofer it's like you gotta respond you know what i mean or you know something already like even with this trip we just went to loveland uh which is in colorado just outside of like maybe two hours from actual loveland or uh fort collins area okay um really worth it beautiful mountain a lot of peaks up there as well um yeah, loveland? I'm at the, yeah. yeah you could stay in georgetown and then drive into loveland it's probably like 20 25 minutes from georgetown uh colorado a lot of good little like spots to sleep in a couple breweries and stuff in georgetown too, to to check out but yeah man one of the things though is i i recommend georgetown because of as we said in our wolfer class uh, you got to acclimatize. We were going to just drive up from Loveland, which is uh, Loveland, the town, um, or Fort Collins, I guess, to keep people from being confused. We're going to drive from Fort Collins, which is like maybe 6,000 feet up mm -hmm. to um, whatever, 10 or 11,000 feet, which right, is yeah. the base of the Loveland, the, the, the ski area. And I'm so glad we didn't because on the way back, my wife still got sick because of that, right? And if we wouldn't acclimatize, we wouldn't even made the full day probably and there's been two times that i've used that hiking too since we've uh since we've done that class right. colonization is like one of those planning things where it's like ah uh, you'll you don't think about it and i don't know how like you know what i mean like it's definitely a guide move but you have to like it ruins so whatever you know what i mean like once you cross ten thousand feet like you have to you have to be conscious of that we did that this last summer came down we're in laramie wyoming just mm -hmm. sitting at the bar, just like. It's tired, yeah, because it, it wipes you out. And for like, and it's so weird. So I went to, um, I wasn't able to snowboard this time. I was I was out there for uh, for work, but I was out in uh, Pueblo, Colorado, which is hmm. uh, altitude there was only like uh, 4,400, 4,500 feet. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm a Houston boy. So at best, we're looking at like, 15 feet above sea level so so going up you know four four thousand or 4500 feet that's a difference and man like i'd walk up the stairs and be like oh my gosh like i cannot breathe like this is difficult and it was actually pretty embarrassing because I, I had a i, I kind of i was in a rush or something i walked up the stairs and i had to talk to somebody and it was just like and i just stood there looking like an idiot for like five seconds i just couldn't breathe so yeah <laughs> The, the climatization and that altitude that will get you it'll sneak up on you dude altitude sickness is real i mean it's not for everybody i think there's like a portion of the population who doesn't experience it but by and large please plan ahead i mean that's that's the rule that's the move like you have to follow that rule it's like super easy to ignore when you're excited for a trip but it is okay. one of the essential details <laughs> how high are we going to be Absolutely. Sweet, man. Any other uh, lessons or through lines for you that you want to kind of close with between these two trips or one or the other? Yeah, I mean, and actually, we were just kind of talking about it here is, you know, that there's a whole there's a whole big piece is, is planning these things. And there's so many tools and, and checklists and, and things out there to help you out with that. And definitely don't neglect that. Um, but it kind of on that, that flip side of that same coin. And it's uh, it's something that I'm I'm deeply, deeply uh, invested in is uh is plan, you know, plan as much as you can plan the best you can. But then the moment, you know, the moment you're, you're doing the activity, the moment you've kind of transitioned from planning to, to action, it's going to be different. And you just have to accept it. You just have to be <laughs> flexible there. And, uh, and, you know, I was very fortunate at, at all these times, you know, even my, my worst work trip, I was able to be flexible. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt like I was behind, like I was, I was catching up the entire time. Whereas my, you know, in this, this story, me snowboarding at Breckenridge, mm -hmm. I felt a little ahead that time where I was, okay, I knew about these things. I, I could plan a little bit better and I knew, okay, this, this is what I'm going to be doing when I feel this or, you know, uh, being more cautious and that type of thing. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, you know, regardless of like the situation when, when you guys are going out there and just, and, you know, going out into a, a wilderness situation, uh, just being able to be flexible with it and, uh, and just making things happen because i mean that's just life you know if, if you could plan everything in life it'd probably be a little boring 
too. And and again, yeah, like your plans don't always, you know, mesh with the plans of the world. So who knows, man? That's real. I think, yeah, you heard it from Kyler. Plan ahead and plan on being flexible. That's good stuff. Cool, man. Well, uh, I just want to thank you for being here. Uh, yeah, what is there anything that's next for you on your list uh, before we go? What's your next trip going to look like? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, I would say the next, the next like place that I really want to go is uh, I've yet to see the Grand Canyon. Um, Same. And that is that is some place I I really really want to go. I'm I'm hoping I could do it this summer. Um, that might not be the case, but I'm I'm I should be I should be able to see the Grand Canyon, you know, within that next year. Um, but as far as like like I said, I I, I have a deep love for snowboarding now. And, uh, and I really want to go, uh, you know, I, I kind of am jealous of you starting up in, in Canada because I'm looking at that. I'm like, it's a trip sweet. to Canada would be the real deal right there. Awesome. So if, uh, if I get some buddies out and we can, we can make that trip up to Canada or something, I think, I think that would be the way to go for, uh, for this, you know, this winter season. For sure, man. Well, say the word if you do anything in the summer. My next trip is actually uh, one of the reasons in the impetus behind some of these episodes is really um, my next trip is going to be abroad. Um, so me and the wife are moving to Spain. So that is something moving. that's happening. Yeah, it's happening in September. So that's how I like in the, in the works and being put together with visas and applications and all that. But our families know and some of our friends know and soon when this releases, more people will know. But wow. uh, yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm checking on other people's best trips and worst trips because we're about to have quite a few trips uh, as we move abroad. So no, absolutely, man. And definitely, you know, you know, plus as much as you feel comfortable with, I'm gonna have to live vicariously through you. Because uh, that's a that's a trip to have right there. That's it great. Is, man. You follow Curie Curiosity. We'll definitely be uh we'll be launching the vlog and stuff probably in June, uh, before we go, just to chronicle everything we've done so far in the process. And then the the other parts of the vlog will be live while we're there. So yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm definitely tuning in. That's awesome, dude. Congrats. Yeah, that's I'm jealous. Like I said, I'm I'm jealous. That's awesome. Hey, man. You, who knows? You're gonna be traveling too. You know, military. You're gonna you're gonna yeah, see the world, man. It's all good. You. Awesome, Kyler. Well, thanks again for coming through, bro. I'm super super glad we got to connect. I appreciate your time, and I'm super glad that we uh, are both using our, our 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 heads and our hearts to get out into the wilderness. You know, uh, yeah, I think that it's really cool to be able to use that woofer and check in with people who were there when I was learning all that nonsense and build on it um build on it in real time so really appreciate you dude appreciate you too man thank you so much and take it easy yeah dude see ya for more best trip worst trip follow us on instagram or subscribe to our youtube page at curate curiosity and remember always finesse that like button have a great day